0: Welcome back to the Magic and Alchemy podcast. I'm Kristen Lizenby. And I'm Kate Ballou. This is the fourth episode in our Witchy Business series, where we talk to women and witches who are running their own companies and working intuitively in business. Last week, we talked to the founder of Spirit Element, and this week we're talking to our own Kate Ballou about mystical marketing and social media made for magic.
1: I'm really excited to share this part of my life today with all of you.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited as well, and I have so many questions. So do you want to start by sharing a little bit about your marketing work with our listeners?
1: Yeah, totally. So um, I've been working in marketing and content strategy for about the last decade. I first started my digital work as an intern around 18, 19, when I was in undergrad, and then my first job out of school was at an ad agency in Detroit working on Ford Auto, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) I was having so much fun in that storytelling space, especially with my background in literature and poetry, but I hadn't really found my home subject-wise, obviously, so I ended up moving to New York about five, almost six years ago, to work in marketing in the herbalism and consciousness space here in Manhattan. And it was there that I really hit my stride. I started freelancing and now have collaborated with dozens of small businesses and teams in the herbalism, consciousness, psychedelic, wellness, and witchy business, Um, including my work now with uh, supporting Tamed Wild's founder Shelby on our social media here at Tamed Wild.
0: I have to say that when I think of your client list today, It's a bit of a dream, and Mm. I know we've talked before about how when you have a really stressful day or something doesn't go right, how you like to think of the 13-year-old version of yourself because she's always quick to remind you that even on the challenging days, you have the coolest job. Mm -hmm. And I have to agree, Um, but even before you created this really amazing client list, I'm curious, have you always used your inherent witchiness and intuition when it comes to work and business, you know, even if it was maybe behind the scenes in the beginning?
1: Yeah. You know, I think so. Um, coming out of studying poetry and not really being sure what to do with a poetry degree, I really had to kind of trust my instinct and like my knowledge of storytelling to, um, kind of just dive in and be like, okay, no, I know this. I trust myself. Um, How am I going to spin this up into something that's supportive for the people that I'm working with? And so that, you know, required sitting with my intuition, with carving out space for thinking and for creativity. And so I've always kind of leaned into that liminal um, before putting pen to paper, so to speak.
0: And how have these aspects evolved over the years, like your intuition and your witchiness? I imagine they change all the time.
1: Yeah, they do. And, you know, so does the social media and marketing space itself, which is kind of fun. Um, But I mean, I'll come in some days to start working on something and realize that the formatting or the app or whatever the functionality of the thing is, is different every time. And so I think a little bit of, like any intuition, like sharpening it over time and learning more and more to trust yourself and to surf those changes and to um, collaborate. I think that, that that's kind of like the, the cornerstone for that work.
0: So, in your professional opinion and also your intuitive opinion, mm-hmm. how can small businesses work with their own unique magic to utilize social media and marketing as a tool?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, um, and I I know you and I have talked about this a lot, but like social media can be kind of a fraught space, right? Like, and Mm -hmm. a lot of us have really challenging relationships with it. We want to show up to it. We don't want to show up to it. What can we get away with not doing? All of these sorts of Mm -hmm. questions. Um, But something that I've seen that's really beautiful is, you know, when people do show up with their authentic selves and stories and businesses it kind of acts as like a little bit of a soul flair to somebody else, right? Like mm-hmm. you can be like, oh my gosh, I resonate so much with that work. And, you know, I think we're really hardwired for authentic stories and for authentic people. And so when we see these moments, even in a space that can lead, lean towards um, I think it's a really potent and magical tool. Um, and, you know, like, I think that that's like how you and I first connected, right? Like it's mm-hmm. These sorts of like spaces where, even across time or distance, we're like able to meet people who have the same passions and um, values in the world, you know?
0: Definitely. And I love that expression, soul flare. It's one that I've adopted into my own vocabulary <laughs> because we've talked about it with this podcast itself being a soul flare mm-hmm. and all the really amazing people that we've met through it. So, thank yeah. you.
1: The witch wide web. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a thing. I and mean, you speak it into existence and then more people spread that. And then it, we kind of are connected to people we've never met before or may meet in the future. Like, it's, I think it's really magical.
0: You mentioned just a minute ago that so many people have complicated relationships with social media and mm-hmm. technology in general, It can lift us up and feel like a spell, but then we have days where we feel drained and stressed and it feels more like a curse. So I'm wondering if you have any practices or rituals that you use to forge and maintain a healthy, mutually beneficial relationship within this space.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And I would say some days I'm better at it than others. Yeah, (laughs) But um, like anything... You know, something that really helped me, especially in the beginning, was working with moon cycles as I was creating things. So I would Mm -hmm. pay really close attention to when I felt very, like, creative and in tune and able to, like, show up to a space publicly. And then times where I felt more like I wanted to back off and um, rest or cocoon more. And so I would kind of focus my content creation... Around those things and around my intuition. And I also would then trust not to, not to force it. Um, which I think is a big thing. Like sometimes you can just back off and not, not touch it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and you can trust that, you know, the, the gears of the thing are still moving. And I think that that's part of like the whole urgency thing too. Like if we can become aware of urgency in the digital space, that can kind of help break that curse a bit that it can hold Mm -hmm. on us because we don't have to play to that. And I think that that's something that, you know, witchcraft and cycles um, can really support because, you know, inherently we know um, that not flowers aren't blooming the whole, the whole year, you know, and that Mm -hmm. the seed phase is just as important. And so I think that that has been a really important part of my relationship. And then also, you know, there's basic, Basic spells like mm-hmm. cord cutting after client relationships or, you know, even just around my own connection to the computer or the screen. Um, I've been working with a black tourmaline gem essence lately because I felt like there was a lot of, you know, additional churn in the marketing world. And I was feeling like I needed some like support in my boundaries, um, maybe especially with Samhain having passed in the thinner veil, um, I was feeling like extra sensitive. And so I think paying attention to those spaces um, can really, really be supportive. And I mean like apart from just like your practical boundary setting around like when mm-hmm. you're done for the day, <laughs> when
0: Definitely. you're showing
1: up and and actually like listening to yourself about that.
0: I think that's one of the most beautiful things too about working with the moon is that you really... Get familiar with the ebbs and the flows and kind of like the waxing and waning feelings in your own body and your own life. Because when I think of the life of a social media manager or a content strategist, like you said, it feels very urgent. It feels like it never stops. Um, And I know this is just like a part of your offerings too. Like you're a poet and you're a writer. So I often wonder like how you make time for this. Mm. But I also know you're such a big fan of like naps and rest. And so I think it's like you said, it's really important to remember that. Like you may think you're working twenty four seven, but Listeners, Kate Ballou loves a good nap. So
1: and I took one <laughs>
0: yesterday in the middle of the yes. day. <laughs> you and know, it's I'm, a new moon, which mm-hmm. is very fitting, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I think just transparency with people too. Like, I mean, you and I were going to record this yesterday, right? And I mm-hmm. was like, I can't, I'm tired. And you were like, go take a nap. So we're recording it today. You know, working with people who you can be very honest with about your bandwidth or your energy or ability or like your deadlines when you need to get things done. I think that that communication is, is so important. And so working with people who support, you know, not just what you can do for them, but the partnership in its whole, I think it, you know, it creates more magical content because it's coming from this place of like, um, true partnership and collaboration.
0: All this makes me think of time management. And it makes me wonder what your relationship is like in regards to time management, because I know many freelancers, myself included, Mm -hmm. struggle at times with scheduling, procrastination, all the things that can arise when we work for ourselves. So I'm curious your take on this.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I love I love a good Notion document. I think that Notion yes, you, is like yeah. such a such a spell in itself. Um and I've heard some other people on the internet talk about this too. Um, you know, I think it was Michelle from Holisticism first inspired me to use Notion. And I was like, this is this is um yeah, this is digital witchcraft. And so <laughs> I I do use that to kind of keep my my things rolling. Um I use Sarah Gottesteiner's uh, moon lunar calendar to kind of track, like I was saying, my like energy levels. Um, I have um, what some other moon app. It's like really great. One second, I can look. <laughs> Is it the pattern? I have the pattern, but I just, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in uh, astrology school right now. And mm-hmm. Rebecca Gordon, she recommended Deluxe Moon. Um, and that's a nice one. Too, and you can kind of just track the, the phases on your phone and where it's at, um, which is really nice. And that's something, you know, that she recommended in learning astrology was just paying attention. And I think that that's, mm-hmm. that's something, um, I think that that's like the key to time management It's just paying attention legitimately to where your time goes like are you scrolling on TikTok for two hours like (laughs) I do it too but like you know just being mindful in that way because it's it's your energy it's your attention it's Mm -hmm. your your witness like that if it goes to places that don't support you then you need to just be aware of it like
0: (laughs) I love that
1: yeah I don't know it's I mean but like put put time for naps into your calendar. Like mm-hmm. I stopped taking calls on Friday because I was like, Friday is my day to like write and read and be creative and like refill that space for myself because you can't just, or I can't just create constantly 24 seven. It would be complete burnout. Um, and, and I think being very careful about that and, you know, working with herbs to herbs are a great way to support people who are working in a digital space. Like, I would be so lost without nettle, for example.
0: But, yeah. I mean, Everyone needs nettle. I know.
1: Everyone. I feel like if anybody can just take one thing away from me, just like nettle infusions, go.
0: <laughs> you and I have talked about non-traditional altar spaces, including poems and the garden. And I've heard you talk about social media as altar work. Can you say a little bit more about that? Like, do you view social media and online platforms as digital altars? Yes.
1: Yes. And I love thinking about it this way because it's been so helpful for me um, with my clients. And part of it too, is just like intent, like with any magic, right? Like you want to be... Mm -hmm clear about what, where your intentions are and like what you're calling in and acting as if that's already happened, right? Like a trust Mm -hmm. of the universe that your spell is like set. And so when, when you're posting, when you're sharing, um, you can think about, you know, bringing in different elements into your Instagram grid, for example, or, um, you know, putting that intent into your language, like infusing the post with that sort of um, invocation, basically. Um, and, I, you know, I've worked with people where I'm like, okay, what are the uh, different elements of our content here? Like, what are our fire elements? What are our air elements, water, earth? And, like, how do we bring balance to our communication so that there's a good flow here and so that when people show up, they know what they're being called into? Um, and I think that that's a really fun fun way of thinking about it too. It can kind of take some of the pressure off, like with altar building, it's, it can be fun. It can be light and playful and, you know, bringing in things that are just important to us. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in order to connect with people more fully and more deeply.
0: I love that idea of the elements. Cause I don't really think about that. I suppose so much when like I'm posting, you know, to my feed or anything like that, but I think that's like a really beautiful connection i suppose that i never made between like my physical altar and my digital altar i think after this we're all going to (laughs) be going to our feeds and um reassessing everything
1: yeah you can you know you can do other fun little spells too like this is a little secret of mine um you can add emojis behind stories you know like if Mm -hmm. you're gonna upload photos you can layer them um and so if you, like, have a little emoji that's, like, a little spark or, you know, related to the intention, like, if you're selling a class or a workshop or a reading, you know, put that behind there. Upload the photo and, like, you know, send it out with a little, a little, you know, so-mode it be or something better.
0: <laughs> I like that. And, I mean, you could even, I suppose, just write stuff, right, and then hide it behind an image or something like that. Hmm. Oh, I
1: like that. And, you know, spell jars to reassess your relationship with the digital, like cord cutting, like if you've had, you know, some frustrations in the past. So like when you move forward, um, you don't have to carry that burden of whatever the past digital or Instagram or, or urgency has you've been carrying. And so I think it's important to kind of clear out and you can clear out just like very practically as well. Like go into your follower list unfollow the people that are not no longer like connected with you you know Mm -hmm. you can also remove people who are following you like if there's like you know some judgmental friend from the first grade who's like just still there staring at your work you know (laughs) giving you the evil eye like clear them out you don't need to like perform for them or make them comfortable like really getting to you know a place of where your voice feels free in that space. Um, And also there's so many like bots and weird blank Mm -hmm. Finstas and stuff. Like just get rid of them. If I notice those people in mine, I try to block them um, just because, yeah, it really can clear up that sort of like space.
0: Yeah, it's also just, you know, setting boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. like what you're going to allow, what you're going to continue to allow and what you've outgrown.
1: Yeah, totally. And you can use your Instagram bio um, for that. You can say no DMs or DMs open or come here for, um, you know, prompts and journaling or videos or whatever it is that you're doing. You can be very clear in that space so that when people do show up, they have almost sort of that um, that spell written right there or mm-hmm. that altar sort of defining moment, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. I know from our previous conversations, um, You never had a coming out of the broom closet moment in your personal life, but what was it like coming out as a witch in the professional world? I know that you work with a lot of like-minded souls today, but it wasn't always like that.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, I think the the first woman that I worked for when I was at that agency in Detroit, um, Delisha, who's just like the most amazing Woman, I think she would have probably called me a witch before I would have called myself <laughs> that. Um, yeah, she she was the um, global communications director there, and just like an incredible woman who took me under her wing and like let me be myself. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was very freeing. Um, and, you know, then my next job being being in the consciousness and psychedelic space, I think that they might have called me their marketing witch before, <laughs> before I would have even said that myself. And so I never really had to come out. And I feel like people just kind of saw me first and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that is actually what I am. And thank you. And, you know, Marketing Maven was my <laughs> job title at some of these places. And, you know, so people... People, I was pretty, I was lucky um, to not feel like I had to keep things separate. Um, and when I've talked to people now about, you know, digital altars or social media or any of these things, I feel like it's, it's kind of more out of the broom closet in the digital strategy space. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people doing very similar, exciting work around this. And so I feel like there's
0: a great corner of the internet here that I feel really lucky to be a part of. So what were some of the unexpected challenges in the beginning of your business, whether, you know, physical, mental, situational, and how were you able to overcome them?
1: I think, um, one of the biggest things that I've worked through, um, in my business is, is around boundaries. Like we kind of mentioned, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's, there are people, there are contracts that I've been in that don't, uh, understand me or see me as a different function than, you know, something that I'm prepared to offer. And so what that's really encouraged me to do is to get really, really clear, um, about the partnerships that I'm in and the partnerships that I want to be in. Um, and, you know, I was always very hesitant to put together contracts. Um, some of that has to do with like the people pleasing that we talked about in our boundaries episode. Um, and so, you know, Kara, who was also on the show, um, was like, you know, Kate put together your contracts. They're, they're a kindness, you know? And so I, I gave everybody these agreements and talked through the, through with my partners. And so it's kind of like, okay, here's what our agreed upon things are. So now when I enter new partnerships, that's something that we do is we talk about those things, um, and and that's because you know not everybody I work with is a witch. Like <laughs> my mm-hmm. my very witchy friends and partners, there's there's less sort of um, groundwork that needs to be done here because I think that there's more of an inherent um, understanding in some of these relationships. But um, yeah, definitely definitely working through you know what I'm available, what I'm not available for, who I. Um, and because the this, this space is very personal, right? Like if I'm creating content on behalf of somebody, I'm stepping into their voice um, in order to talk about their story and their business. And so that, that takes a lot of, you know, um, awareness and alignment on my part. And so I have to make sure that I am respecting that space as well. And so it, it goes both ways, you know?
0: Know that when people are just starting their businesses, they might not have the capital to hire an amazing social media manager or content creator. So imagine, Kate, for a moment that someone has a new business. They made a website, downloaded Instagram, TikTok, what have you. But beyond that, they have no idea what to do or how to market and connect with others. So, in case we have any aspiring witchy business owners listening, can you share like three big things that you would suggest right from the get-go?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um I would say the first thing is do nothing like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's um getting really clear about like before you do, you know, any sort of magic, getting clear on your intention, what you want the space to look like, how you want people to feel when they arrive in that space. And so I would say like, do some journaling, um, find out your aesthetic, pick your, pick your look and feel and, you know, kind of imbue everything you do with that energy of the thing. Um, and, and, you know, next I would say is get in touch with your intuition around your content strategies. So like, You know, I've taught uh, with my friend Daje a Divine and Conjure content strategy workshop before, which was like a lot of fun. And we taught people how to use tarot cards um, in order to come up with a content strategy. And that's just like one way of connecting to that intuition. You can work with a pendulum. You could even try like scrying around this and seeing kind of what comes up. Um, And then using a calendar, like I don't need calendars for myself I use them for other people so that we're all clear on what we're talking about for the most part um but you know eventually you can kind of move away from some of those tools once you kind of have a good feel for what's working and what's not working and then I would say for like the third thing is is find people in your industry to partner with, whether you want to have IG live conversations or do a giveaway or host an event together or, you know, do some sort of content sharing. Um, Not only do I think that it's great energy to bring to a space through partnership uh, and working with other people, but also just from a practical level, like they will share that work like their their communities may resonate with your work as well. And it's a really good way to kind of build aligned and authentic communities and audiences um, instead of just kind of like feeling like maybe you're shouting out into the void.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's so Aquarius of you, like the connecting people, (laughs) you know, but you're so good at it. So I understand why it would be one of the big things you suggest, because um, it is really powerful, you know.
1: um, Uh, I mean, you can put, you know, $30 behind a boosted post and like, fine, some people will probably see it. And like, you could have some new people to work with. But if you go and like talk to the people who you respect and love and like who have been in the space, like that is a great way to build a marketing plan.
0: And I love what you said too. the very first thing you suggested when you said do nothing, but just think about how you want people to feel when they visit your space, because so often we're like, OK, well, when someone visits my space, I want them to do something. I want them to buy my book. I want them to comment on this post. I want mm-hmm. them to share it. But, you know, not too often we, do we talk about how we want our space to make others feel. Mm-hmm. And that's so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's something, you know, I love about the tamed wild space. Like it's filled with stories and goddesses and practices and rituals. And so when, when people arrive there and myself included, like it has built this mythical mystical world in the digital. And that's, that's part of the reason I love, um, love this space so much,
0: you know? Well, that leads perfectly into my next question do you have any words of wisdom or warning for aspiring content strategists or maybe some resources that you love to help people, you know, figure out how to build a space?
1: Yeah. You know, it's like, um, the classic, um, mood board vibe. Like you can Mm -hmm, make, mm -hmm. I've encouraged people to make Pinterest boards about this. I've encouraged people to use Padlet, um, I think my friend Rauda taught me about Padlet. It's like an amazing um, tool for somebody who's more visual like me. Um, it kind of breaks out an Excel spreadsheet basically in a different way. Um, uh, being said, Excel spreadsheet is a great way to lay out thoughts, and I use that <laughs> um, frequently. Um, I've encouraged people to make playlists. Um, you know, I think that that those can be some great tools. Um, If you're not a graphic designer and you're looking for a way to kind of build a vibe, um, Creative Market has, Mm -hmm. you know, packages and bundles you can use and then edit in Canva. Canva is a great tool for someone who's not a designer. Um, If you want to build more space for time away from social, um, I think that, you know, a newsletter is like a wonderful, wonderful thing to create. Like I send a weekly newsletter every Monday with prompts and, you know, I, I can't assure that people are going to see every post because that's not the way the algorithms work. Mm-hmm. It's just not it. But I can know if I send this newsletter out to my list, like those people will receive the newsletter in their inbox. I mean, they may not open it and that's great too, but like, you know, thinking of getting people to move from social into a newsletter, like it can be kind of like a breadcrumb situation, you know, in a way to connect in deeper and different ways. And so I would, I would encourage content strategists to like, think about that, not just like followers as the end goal, but, um, Mm -hmm. what, what is actually truly being cultivated and encouraged, um, in the business that needs the content plan.
0: And it probably felt really good knowing that you had a newsletter and, other things going on when Instagram, Facebook went down for a day and pretty much the whole world went into chaos. Um, well, that was
1: wild for us because you and I,
0: you being in the Azores Mm -hmm. communicate
1: primarily through Instagram DM. And so I was like, wait, Kristen, are you there?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And me being in the Azores, I had no idea that there was even an Instagram outage. I just thought my internet was out because, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's sad to say, but I use Instagram so often. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I think, you know, of course it happening when i like five planets were retrograde definitely made me laugh. Like I remember mm-hmm. texting with Shelby and being like, does anyone want to argue with us about astrology? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, no kidding. This is like right on time. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, that's another thing, too, is it's like it, it's not a vacuum. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's impacted by all sorts of other things, and you, we don't own our followers or our things, mm-hmm. but we do own our email lists and our that aspect of our business. And there's lots of things that are not Instagram, although you know I love it as a format. Finding what works best for you is like another another thing. Like people love Pinterest. Pinterest is like. Mm-hmm. A crazy hub of users and it works with a good seo and like you can type in your content and like it can go out into the world and people can be directed to your website i think that's great so if you're like instagram's not for me that's totally cool i would also say don't try to do everything at once um mm-hmm. pick two and really lean into cultivating those those spaces um
0: yeah I know that we often talk about living in the present moment, especially when it comes to magic and ritual. But to be very honest, I'm a big planner. Probably has something to do with... Yes, it's the Capricorn thing. So I have to ask, where do you see yourself in like three years or five years? Are you still in New York? Have you transformed into an even witchier version of yourself what magic can we look forward to? That's a great question. Well, you know, getting
1: witchier and stranger all the time. <laughs> I, I pray for that for all of us <laughs> in of the course. world. And so, you know, I, I, I definitely hope, hope for that. Um, I, you know, have been, like you said, this is one facet of my world. Um, I run an online writing school. Um, people can look for another semester of that in the spring, Hopefully, Um, I also have a new offering around social media marketing and consulting that people can look for in the coming year that I'm really excited about. And I think, you know, just continuing to deepen my knowledge and also um, offerings in order to support more people and to help more people connect with the space in a way that... um, acknowledges us as mystical beings who also want to have a marketing plan.
0: I can't wait to see. Thank you. Obviously people know they can find you here on Magic and Alchemy every Wednesday, but if they want to connect with you specifically about social media marketing or content strategy, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So my website is katebaloo.com. Um, it's at the link
1: in my in my bio, um, I send out that weekly newsletter like I talked about. Um, and there's writing prompts in there, but usually I'll weave in any other offerings that are going on. So if I'm teaching a workshop or, um, you know, when I do release this new offering in the new year, the newsletter list will be a great place. And um, if you're not a big email person, also great. I'll be posting about it on social. And so you can find me there and just come and say hi and like, let me know what you're working on too. I would love to hear about people's um, magical social media experiences.
0: Thank you so much, Kate, for letting me interview you today and Thank also you. all of our listeners. So yes. fun! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in and joining us today on Magic and Alchemy, a podcast from Tamed Wilds. Again, we're Kristen Lisenby and Kate Ballew. You can find us online at Easton Alchemy and at K8 baloo Send us all of your questions, comments, or just say hello via email at podcast at tamedwild.com. You can view all the amazing offerings from Tamed Wild on their Instagram at tamedwild or on the blog magicandalchemy.com.
1: Tune in to next week's episode as we continue our witchy business series and speak to Shelby, the founder of Team Wild. Just a reminder that magic and only are always available to those who know where to look for it. So vote it be for something better.